Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you as always for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast 293. We're talking from food truck to storefront, Puff Truck Pizza, Best Served New Volume 3, Episode 5 of 8 with Eric Davies out in Elburn, Illinois. Uh, Important concept here. For me, I kind of had to eat a little humble pie as we jumped into these uh, these two series of new that we're doing with Ching Ren Hu of Look Who's Cooking and Eric Davies of Puff Truck Pizza kind of simultaneously. You know, being a restaurant guy, having such a strong restaurant background, I kind of did think that the food truck was just a mobile version of a restaurant. It is a very, very different style of business. It has a different interaction. It has a different expectation. It has different challenges to say the least. And so it's been really rewarding for me personally being able to kind of navigate this. So I'm excited that we're getting into some of the the guest coach part of the series and bringing some other people in that can share their their wisdoms, their experiences, their trials and tribulations, their stories, because this is all about camaraderie, building community, not just in the community you're in, but across food and beverage and all of the people that dedicate themselves, right? And this channel being best served new is all about unlocking and amplifying the worth of work of people who feed their communities, food and beverage entrepreneurs. That's all of you. That's all of us. So I'm excited about this and uh, to dig in. So today we're going to have T. Chad Montgomery joining us, 4 and 20 Bakers in Sylvania, Georgia. But first, I want to bring in Eric Davies quick to to talk. Eric, good to see you. Likewise, how are you? I am doing well. All right. I want to just, as we always do, kind of Check in from last week, right? We had Jordan Bush, CEO, founder of Seven Shifts on. You know, we talked about some of the things I expected to talk about, talk about the employee life cycle, talking about, you know, what it takes to kind of scale, talking about family a lot, since all three of us have deep family legacies in the restaurant industry, strengths and vulnerabilities, talked about your brother, your mother, how that dynamic works within the family. And as you look to scale that business, we also got in a couple of things that I know are super, super interesting to you that I was not expecting, talking about funding and growth. So I was fascinating that because he obviously has that tech entrepreneur mindset and that growth and startup mindset. And so helped navigate that a little bit. Just wanted to check in kind of what were some of the takeaways for you from last week? Uh, well, it was really interesting. Like after we had that uh, conversation about the little mention of Nashville, um, I had a little exchange with a, a Facebook uh, customer of ours. Well, they used to be a customer and then they actually moved down to Nashville from this town, okay. uh, the Nashville area and was giving me a, a whole bunch of like super valuable Intel. He even gave me a street corner that has, uh, it's like, there's not a lot of mobile vending that happens in this town. There's a very particular street corner that's next to a, a wagon tour and a bicycle rental for downtown Nashville. So he's like, you know, gave me some um, really good like neighborhoods that we were looking to to establish down there. So um, it's kind of weird that that happened. And all of a sudden this guy's telling me all these golden points about Nashville and, and, and good intel about that. So 
Um, I don't mean to Eric, say the word Nashville another time, but it I love it. Like it's a, it's a destiny type of thing. This is exactly why I do this shit. I am such a believer in intent and shifting mindsets and communication. These are constant, constant uh, themes for me because put it out there. Like, I don't know. I don't know ever what's going to happen with this show. I never know what direction we're going to take. I never know what I'm going to learn, what I'm going to be able to impart, what somebody else is going to be able to impart. I just know you put it out there and people find you. People always find you when you put your intent out there. I just, I'm excited about that. Don't know what's going to happen. Don't know if you end up there. It doesn't matter. Like you've, right. you've accomplished something by putting yourself out there because it's scary as hell and it's such a challenge and you're just barely trying to get by in this business. Yet now you like, I can just see the, the energy in you. So I'm pumped. I am so pumped. We'll follow up. I'd love to, I want to know about that street corner too. I'm invested in, in your journey for sure. I'm excited about that as well and, and uh, have some connections in Nashville too. So I'd love to connect you there as like we get closer and closer. There's some great people out there. I think of like Brandon Still at Nashville Restaurant Radio, somebody you should be connected with. The uh, the legends of Chicago, the Mantuanos from, you know, Spiaggia fame are down there now as well. So anyway, I'm, I'm fired up and I know I'm digressing a little bit. Let's let's get back on talking from food truck to storefront, something that we've talked about a little bit and I want to dig into a little bit more. So I want to bring in T. Chad Montgomery, 4 and 20 Bakers in Sylvania, Georgia. T. Chad, good to see you. You too, Chef. How you doing, Eric? Good, T. Chad. How you doing? Awesome. We're we're gonna get into it. You guys are very simpatico. A lot of a lot of overlapping. I think ethos. A lot of overlapping style with the two of you in completely different markets. Yet both in kind of smaller markets. Mm -hmm. Thinking about the way that you navigate food trucks, the way that you navigate brick and mortar. So I, I think there's a lot for us to learn across the board here. Uh, T Chad, I want you to just give us a little background, kind of lay down some groundwork for us, understanding a little bit of your path then kind of understanding the footprint that you have currently with 4 and 20 Bakers. Just kind of lay that out for us. Sure. Uh, I'm originally from upstate New York. I've been uh, Southeast Georgia for seven years. Uh, I started my business with a tent and cupcakes, then got a small food truck and focused on desserts and coffee and fresh squeezed lemonade that morphed into uh, dessert catering. Uh, I love the catering. I love pizza. I cut my teeth uh, at Homestyle Caterers in Schenectady, New York. So I went back, learned how to uh, perfect my pizza game, and uh, I saw a need in the market. Uh, so I got a pizza food truck. I had it custom built with a porch on the back where down in this area, you normally see barbecue trucks. And there were only a handful of pizza trucks uh, in, in a hundred mile radius. So it was easier for me to uh, kind of jump right in. Oh, I like hearing that. And then uh, I know we'll get into a little bit more just for everybody watching, listening to understand. And now what's your footprint currently as far as uh, the multiple businesses that you have? Uh, yes. Uh, so we have the food truck. Uh, we have a brick and mortar. Uh, so we have a restaurant with the bakery inside. Uh, I'm a I'm a dessert guy first. I was a, a pastry chef at Hilton and and I speak sweet. So uh, wow. and then uh, that morphed into uh, being a caterer for a banquet facility. And now we do events there. It's a 400 acre facility. Wow. Uh, beautiful spot. And it's just flourishing. And again, within seven years, starting from a tent to where we're at, uh, surround yourself with good people. That's what we always say. 
Let's go. Surround yourself with good people. That's what I feel like I'm in good company right now because that is such a, a mindset and a focus of both of your who you are. And then it's an extension of your businesses. So I really appreciate that. We talk about with Eric, fun is the secret ingredient. I can tell you have the same kind of just vibrant energy, which I think is important. And checking out your brand, it's just, it is, it's fun. Like both of you guys are just, we're just trying to feed people and create some community. And the two of you have chosen, you know, uh, flour, water, salt, lots of sugar for you, especially DJ. Mm -hmm. As, as the vehicle for which to kind of communicate to that community. So I, I really appreciate that. All right. So Chad, I, I want to start talking about some of the, the struggles with what it takes to kind of scale the business, what that really looks like for you. What are a couple of the things that I know people ask you all the time, like, what did it take to get to this Jeez. point? What did it take to get to this point? And seven years is pretty quick, steep trajectory of growth. You surround yourself with good people. What's the struggle? What do you want to make sure of? Because what I know in business is location two is always the hardest. Because if you see some success with, with unit one, whatever that is, if it's mobile or brick and mortar, you kind of say, okay, we can scale this. And location two doesn't land and it starts to cannibalize and pull resources from location one. And we've, mm -hmm. we've seen this time and time again. So give us a little bit of what Eric needs to be thinking about when you talk about the struggles of, of growth. Okay. I, I think one of the things uh, includes not just what you want to do. Uh, you have to find the need first. So uh, for example, uh, I didn't see anybody making filled cupcakes and my sweet tooth has its own zip code. So uh, <laughs> one of our first one of our first successes is we made a cup, a filled cupcake out of Guinness beer, filled it with chocolate Guinness ganache, and it topped it with Irish cream icing. Let's come on. Um, pizza trucks. Uh, so back to food trucks. When I moved to this area, Savannah hadn't even passed their food truck ordinance yet. And I already had a small food truck, the dessert truck. So I knew it was coming. So I, again, started looking at uh what was needed and i'm from new york so no i don't barbecue and i wouldn't want to barbecue against these guys down here uh but i didn't see pizza so again i i used my resources i took a staycation went back to new york at the restaurant and i just did pizza sauce dough bake sauce dough bake roll dough and uh went with my strengths now, because I have a sweet tooth, I started doing something else people weren't doing. Dessert pizza. Yeah, you know, to me, it, again, I'm playing on my strengths. I'm going with what I know, and I know sweet. So, uh, you know, it's it's playing to, once again, it's finding what's needed, not just going out there saying, I just want to sell something. It's seeing, uh, you know, where you could possibly, you know, squeeze your way in. Um, and my target has always been Savannah, Georgia. So being an hour from there, uh, I knew I, I needed to uh, grow uh, to get to a certain level to be able to compete and then thrive in Savannah. Oh, this is good. I love this. And I think uh, I know Eric uh, agrees because he's got that. He's got the vehicle. Right. And so you thought about the filled cupcakes. You're thinking about the pizza. These are vehicles for your expression. And. He also has filled that then with lots of sweet and savory. So I think you're both on the same page there. I think that makes a ton of sense. Eric, there's 
uh, a couple things I want to want to think about, and then I want you want you to ask T Chad yourself a couple questions of kind of the grind that you're going through because I know he's gone through it as well. So when you're thinking about the need, I think that's a very interesting thing. You already mentioned your friend in Nashville saying there's not really the mobile unit, so I think mobile makes sense. I think thinking about the food style makes sense as well. The other thing that's important as you think about developing your brand is you have to stay on brand. You have to stay on message. You have to stay focused, yet you need to be versatile. And unfortunately, what happens a lot is we start to hype chase a lot in this industry and just go after the next thing and the next thing because we do see a little space in the market. Yet you have to make sure that it stays true to who you are, what you represent, right? And that that can be a challenge because all of a sudden, you're making dishes that don't speak to your brand, to who you are, mm-hmm. just because you can sell some of them. And that's a vulnerability as you grow, because all of a sudden, you know, we, we talked about the yellow and red guys. McDonald's has done a great job of there's a, a, a baked in expectation, pun intended, for what you get when you go across any market with a little bit of regional nuance. And I think that's important. So I wanted to like really highlight that teach ad so important. Eric, let's let's open it up a little bit. What, what are you struggling with right now as you're thinking about Nashville, as you're just thinking about the food truck and having the storefront, yeah. as you're thinking about maybe an additional just brick and mortar with the with the food truck attached to it? Like, yeah. uh, what are a couple of things that you'd like some advice on, some support on? Uh, well, our, our biggest struggle right now is kind of the thing that you're talking about earlier, that second location kind of cannibalizing the market and kind of sucking up all of the resources of the first unit. So when we started our food truck, uh, we were kind of in the same position as T-Chat. I did lots and lots of research of the of the market in the area. Yeah. Um, I did lots of customer research um, to make sure that um, my concept would be well accepted. Um, so uh, and. I searched all over social media and whatever to make sure that there wasn't another truck serving exactly what we were going to make, because if there was, I wasn't going to do it. So my, my idea was to make something completely unique. Now I didn't invent the, the pizza pocket sandwich, right. But what I can take credit for is putting that into a food truck and putting it out there in this market. So um, I didn't invent anything crazy besides putting those things into a combination and then putting it out there. Um, That has been an easy sell for us. Demand for our mobile unit is, is ridiculous. And then so um, the the challenge that we're facing is we open up the brick and mortar partly to serve as commissary and support kitchen for the food truck because we were doing such high volume on that, but also to be a standalone storefront for folks in this community to come and, and purchase the same items as the food truck and an extended menu as well. The, the challenge we're having is, is getting folks in the door at the brick and mortar, right? We can take the food truck. We can drive to where folks are. In fact, during the whole entire uh, pandemic, we shifted gears from doing like large gatherings and and breweries and things like that to doing neighborhood events where we would park in a large subdivision. Everyone on the Facebook group knows about it. We have 75 to 100 people lining up to come and eat at my food truck that night. So um, we can drive to where the people are. We can. That's that's the beauty of a mobile unit, right? Is that you um have that flexibility to take it where the customer is your brick and mortar is always in one, one spot and uh can only support uh or maybe the population of the town or wherever your market is can only support so much business per day right so that's the challenge that we're, we're trying to figure out so i guess my question to you tisha would be like how um you said that bakery and that other large uh, venue are flourishing um how did you make that happen because for us it's you know it's taken we've been open at this um brick and mortar for about a year and a half now and we're building slowly 
Um, but it seems like it's going to take another year and a half before it gets to the point where it's sustainable plus profit, um, just at the brick and mortar, brick and mortar itself, because our overhead is so high. So how do you manage like the overhead of those brick and mortars, um, not totally mm -hmm. sucking up the revenue from the mobile units? Is is my question. Well, there, well, there's an old saying, Eric, if you grow a monster, you got to feed it. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I, I can see the T-shirts already. I like that. <laughs> you know, um, I, for me, it was always the elevator pitch. You know, when I first moved here, I was working at the local college, Georgia Southern, as a custodian. And I would stay up all night baking to bring my tent uh, to the farmer's market. And that's how I got started. And at the college, I always had a target in mind, and I always had an elevator pitch. So anybody who would listen. Do you remember your first elevator pitch, T-Chat? I love that. I love the hustle, the humility. Uh, do you remember any of those old elevator pitch? I want one. I sure do. Let's do give it like to us, please. I love cupcakes, and our, and my favorite are filled cupcakes. We do a banana pudding cupcake. That's a banana cake with homemade pudding, cream cheese, ice, and we put a vanilla wafer on top. Do you like banana pudding? I start I start with trying to find something common. The answer is yes. I'll just answer that. I love banana pudding. It is like my favorite part of of barbecue places, especially like of Alabama style barbecue places. Do a lot of banana okay. I'm into it. I like everything yeah. you're saying right now. So, you know, if because if I can get, you know, the first couple seconds in, my next question is, you know, I would love to bring somebody because I set up a tasting and I set up a tasting for the president of the college, you know, with a garbage bag in one hand. <laughs> so after that tasting, then it just started snowballing. But really, it's you've got to use your network. And, you know, I, my dad always said, if you lay down with dogs, you get fleas. So it's who you, who you spend time with. You know, I went after whales. I went after change agents. I went after people who could help me get to the next level. And also what value could I bring to their business? So when I moved from cup, so when I moved from cupcakes to fresh squeezed lemonade, because cupcake sales, they just needed a zhuzh. I went to local farmers and we picked 80 pounds of strawberries when my sister came to visit. She was in for quite the surprise. But now those people with the strawberries were talking about my strawberry lemonade and my cupcakes. So then it was, hey, can I put can you put this on your social media? So however many customers, followers you have now, they're getting my influence. So I just basically strategic partnership helped expand the word. So barbecue sauce, um, there was a local barbecue joint when I first started pizzas and I did a barbecue pulled pork pizza with cheddar and sauteed onions, but I used their barbecue. I told you from New York, I don't barbecue. So I used a local brand that was known and now all of their uh, outreach, I started to uh, get some of that as well. Um, a strategic mean... partner, uh, that was huge. You know, I had uh, some business. Uh, I used the uh, Veterans Business Association. I used our local business incubator. And my veteran rep had always wanted a restaurant. And I said, well, look, if you do this, 
I'll do that. We formed a partnership and she took care of all of the, the administrative work, all the, all the business paperwork. And I focused on research and development and, Eric, my, and focused on my skills. You are not alone. That's what I'm hearing. You are not alone. You've already you've already talked about on this episode. We've talked about it multiple times that you put your intent out there. You communicate. You stand for something. People find you, right? And that is what T Chat has done to the nth degree. I am I am so grateful that you've shared all these stories. That that level of hustle and humility and communication is like everything that I'm not and I'm trying to be every day. That's literally what this show is about. So I cannot thank you enough for sharing that, Eric. Like let's let's brainstorm a little bit. Where does your head go? There's somebody in town that's doing X, Y, and Z. Like, who are the resources that you're 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 stuck on the truck? You're stuck in the brick and mortar. Sometimes it's hard as hell to get away. We talked about yeah. you even being able to shoot a little TikTok video as a challenge. So it's hard to look outside and see who's out there waiting for you. Who's out there waiting for you? Let's let's think about it a little bit. Throw some throw some ideas out there, Eric. This is great. Yeah, so um, I love the idea of collaborating with other businesses or with other business folks, you know, like that, that rings with me. Um, one of the examples that I am kind of been marinating in my brain over the past, uh, over the winter time here is that we've been doing um, a couple of food truck appearances at a local distillery where they make really, really good bourbon. And um, they have really good cocktails and we serve there. Really distillery. Let's give them a shout out. Make them yeah. more likely to collaborate with you in the future. Who yeah, are they? Yeah. They're uh, Whiskey Acres. We actually have uh, um, a couple of dates booked with them already um, for this season. So we got like one a month coming up there. But my idea is uh, we also, um, we're not Southern guys, but we do a pulled pork, barbecue pulled pork sandwich and a pulled pork pizza, kind of like you were mentioning, t -Chat. But the idea being of uh, making um, like our regular barbecue sauce and using their bourbon, and having like a smoky bourbon barbecue sauce and then using that for our pulled pork. So that's kind of that like cross-pollination of like their bourbon in our sauce in the pork that you can get and have that kind of like uh, multiple experiences in one in yeah. one shot. So um, I've been thinking about that kind of thing, but you know, um, yeah. I think maybe we need to think more on the, like, on the fundamental level, right? Like you're saying, getting involved with your veterans association, like um, maybe we leverage more of our chamber of commerce around here or find other business associations around Probably. that are local. Um, because I've, I've dabbled in that a little bit, but haven't really seen a whole lot of return on that um, yet. But, you know, that's something that I probably um, and missing out on and should be exploring a lot more. Yeah. TJ, I, I want to touch on this and kind of sure. let's have this be the kind of last theme that we focus on. Cause I think it's important. You mentioned your sister coming and picking strawberries. That's such <laughs> an important thing. I know for Eric, because his brother, his mother, like it's a family yeah. business, right? And we know sure. the greatest strength and a big vulnerability. You can't fire family. Like there's a lot of dynamics at play. And so I think that's important time. Time is the variable. It is such a challenge in restaurants, we, especially in food. We get so tunnel visioned. It's so hard to see what our return on investment for our time is. And some of the great entrepreneurs in food are like, I value my time at $1,000 an hour. And like, look, sometimes that's not the reality. Sometimes you're worth a, a nickel and a penny and uh, you got to hustle and you got to carry the trash bag. And I think it's important yet. It's, it's a mindset of thinking where you're going to spend your time. And I think that's important. So time, T-Chad, how do you get out of the muck? Look, sometimes you need to be the one icing every single one of those 
cupcakes. And sometimes that is not a good use of your time because you need to be working on the business, not in the business. Time. How do you manage that? How do you deploy your attention? Um, I, I think one of the best things, one of the best advice I've ever gotten uh, about why you work for yourself is because you get to choose whatever 16 hours a day you work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but you, I, you know, chef, I think you would use the term. It was something about uh, changing from owner to operator. You know, you got to know when to delegate. And a lot of time is when your when your backs begin against the wall, you know? So now, you know, I have my daughters, you know, I pay them to put stickers on cups or to fold pizza boxes, you know, and we do it together. So now we're still spending time together they're still earning money, but while I'm, you know, working on the point of sale, they're, they're, you know, getting, you know, 200 cups ready for the next event. See, Chad, Eric has a young son. It's been part of the legacy we've talked about a lot. He is bound and determined to create a family, extend that family legacy and have a future. So you're speaking truth right now because that's so important. Uh, and now let's add parenting to the things that we're talking about in this yeah. because i think it's absolutely right it's hard to untether the two so i i really appreciate that so family how else you mentioned having good people you mentioned the partnerships where mm -hmm. do you how do you analyze your strengths and and weaknesses and then kind of play to your strengths and hire your weaknesses uh, tell us a little bit about that well your swat analysis yeah Right. That, you know, you start there and then, you know, it's your brand for me, you know, Let me just tell people, to... strengths, weaknesses, opportunities. And what's the T I always forget. Uh, technically tackle. Oh, we'll have to get back to it. A specific acronym for a way that you analyze your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and something. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get back to it. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, Sophie will put a link in the comments so we all know Thank what you, Sophie. Yes, we got it. All right, you so know, it's, break it's, it down for us. How are you thinking about that? Sure. It's it's know yourself and know your product. You know, I put my product up against anybody, and especially, you know, my target, you know, uh, has been Savannah, Georgia. Yep. And so Savannah, like your Chicago, like your Nashville, they bring it, right, Eric? Yeah. So if you don't bring it, you know, so that's and, and you had said that, Chef, you're only as good as your next plate. You know, I, I use the same analogies. So when I when I first started, I told people, you know, if you don't like what we serve, I, I said, if you're going to spend your hard earned money here, I'm going to back it up. If you don't like it, I'm going to absolutely give you your money back. You know, so yeah. you put your money where your mouth is. Got to yeah. put your money where your mouth is. You got to stand for what you stand for every yep. time, not when it's convenient. Every and I'm gonna go one step time. farther because I'm I'm told I'm a little competitive. Let's um, go. When, we, when we first started doing uh, strawberry lemonade, for example, um, there were other vendors that sold lemonade. So when I saw somebody walking by with a cup, I would bring somebody a free cup of lemonade. And I'm saying, hey, I noticed you like lemonade. If if you like ours better, would you buy ours next time? And that's what I did. And they soon stopped selling it. That is, oh, T. Chad, come on. 
that is hand-to-hand combat like you have got to pay attention to what's happening around you there are so many opportunities and the t is threats thank you sophie the t is threats that's competition <laughs> that's vulnerabilities in the market that's all kinds of things vulnerability to a pandemic and and carry out and delivery food that mindset needs to carry all the time through everything you guys have both mentioned your kids i think about like carry out food i'm totally going to go off on a tangent but it's it just okay. popped in my head and i can't help myself but like we do so many things to cultivate relationships with kids because we know they're the actual decision makers for where mm-hmm. people mine. We know this. And so the little things, you know, cliche things like here's the crayons. Imagine the family waiting for the pickup in the neighborhood, in their car, waiting in their car for you to finish their dish, Eric, right? Their, their, their puff. Mm-hmm. And they're waiting in the car and the kids are going crazy in the car and mom is freaking out and dad is white knuckled. Imagine if you brought them the proverbial crayons to their car while they're waiting. Do you think that they will never, ever, ever, ever forget about that level of hospitality? That's what T-Chad's talking about. It's it's the swagger to have the confidence to walk out there and cold sell somebody strawberry lemonade. And it's the hospitality to recognize that you're going to bring value to them, not just a transaction that leads to them buying the strawberry lemonade. It has to be both. So, oh, I appreciate that. I don't even know where to go from this. You both got me fired up today. This is a great, great episode. T-Chat, any last thoughts for uh, Eric? And then maybe Eric, any last little quick question? We just got a couple minutes here. Um, Eric, I'm just going to throw in, I, I love what you're doing. Your your pictures made me hungry. That's it. You know, awesome. people buy with their eyes. Um, but also, uh, again, I would stay up all night baking and I was not, I was thrilled when I had two hours left to sleep. I was like, oh, cool. It's three o'clock. I'm going to sleep for two hours. But I always made sure I had samples because if you, to, to buy with your eyes is one thing, but like you mentioned the crayons, if you're over there with a family and you just gave them, you know, five minutes where kids are trying something and kids will hurt your feelings because they're honest, right? <laughs> but it it's just, if you can just think what is going to take you from good to great and that, you know, you need to work on, you need to do something for your business every day. It'll come. That's cool. it. I appreciate that. Eric, anything else? Or that's a mic drop. I feel like that's a good way to end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just good to see that, um, like you're saying in that seven years of the, your path, um, that you're now where you're at. It kind of <clears throat> gives some some hope uh, for us or for anyone really that you know that they can make it up to a a, a great spot in in that amount of time. So, um, or probably takes most folks longer, but that's that's our goal is to kind of follow in your footsteps there, TJ. You, you can see it's not going to be easy. TJ yeah. is hustling. He it's is not. communicating. He's got the humility. That's what's going to take absolutely. Yet there there is a path. It's not an easy path. It's a lonely yeah. path as an entrepreneur. There, there is a path. And I think this is why I'm so grateful teach ad to you for coming on. Uh, I love my, my, one of my business called fortune cookie concepts. Cause everything I say is like a quippy fortune cookie. So I really appreciate all of your quotes. Because it does. It's like, it's just yeah. something that you can grab a hold of and say, when the shit hits the fan, I just remember something. And I think it's so important. And if your brand is something that other people remember, cause it's meaningful to them, that's how you win. If there is winning in this game, you're always in startup mode, no matter how far into the game you are. But T-Chat, I cannot thank you enough. I'm inspired. This is going to help Eric absolutely. Everybody tuning in is going to get some value out of this. 
And I can't wait to come get some cupcakes and some pizza the next time I come to Georgia, my friend. Thank you so much for being on. My absolute pleasure, Eric. I hear for you. You know, you're doing you're doing great already. And, and if I get to Illinois, I'm definitely swinging by. That's Absolutely. it. All right, T Chad, you have a great rest of your day. We'll let you go. Cheers. Take care. All right, Eric. Awesome. Yeah, that was great. Awesome, awesome. I knew it was gonna be good. He was just dropping nuggets. <laughs> that was amazing, amazing. So I think uh we're both gonna have to watch this back and pull all those quotes. Good thing I got I saw Sophie behind the scenes here taking notes. There's lots of good uh good stuff in here. And how, how'd that feel? That felt like it really landed a lot of the same values you have, a lot of the same motivations you have. What do you, what are you feeling? What yeah. Do you think? Yeah. It seems like it, um, a lot of the, there's a lot of the same thought process and a lot of the same path that he took to get where he's at, that we're kind of, um, at least with the same intent, trying to go that same, you know, down that road too. Um, but then, like I said before, it's nice to see that um, he's being successful doing it. So, um, even if right now it's a little bit challenging for us to be profitable at a brick and mortar and a food truck or whatever, um, it's nice to see that you can like work it into something that that does work. So yeah, it's multidimensional. I think that's yeah. the big thing from the business aspect that T Chad's talking about. He's got the events, he's got the brick and mortar where it's got the stability, he's got the mobile so he can go to where the people are. So I think it's kind of understanding all the dynamics of the potential of your business and the market yep. that you're in. So next week, I'm excited. We're going to talk about kind of growing yourself into new markets. What does that look like when you're in multiple markets? And so we'll have another guest coach on. And I want you to, I want you to think about Nashville specifically. What are the questions that you're asking? What are the questions you don't know to even ask? Let's get into that a little bit as we'll have somebody on with us that has grown into multiple cities in the food truck model understanding what that looks like how do you think how do you think the same and differently as a brand as you think about a new market so we'll get into that all right eric appreciate you get back to it you got a lot of hustling and communicating to do my friend t chad you know bar high appreciate you yeah. have a good one all right thanks jeff cheers all right, everybody, that is it for today's episode. Fire, absolute fire. T. Chad Montgomery, 4 and 20 Bakers in Sylvania, Georgia. Absolutely check them out. If you know, I'm sure you know already. And if you don't, get down there for sure and support a human like that, a business like that, and clearly delicious food as well. Besser Podcast 293, food from food truck to storefront, episode 5 of 8. In the comments, as always, check out the full series. You'll also be able to see an article coming out from T-Chad talking about kind of this dynamic, and uh, and it's a good read as well. So I appreciate you all, as always, uh, for tuning in. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.